Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome to the BKF Podcast. We are so excited you're here with us today. If you haven't already, please take an opportunity, like, share, comment, subscribe. We would love to alert you when new podcasts come out. If you happen to be listening on Audible, just know that the full video version of this podcast is on our YouTube channel. You can go subscribe. We will alert you every single week when a new podcast is released. Today, we are so excited to have Pastor Brady Boyd with us today. Thank you so much for your time. We really honor you and just thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it's so good to be with you. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, from Colorado today, and it's about 60 degrees as we're recording this. All of the aspens are turning. We're almost past peak right now, so it's really a beautiful time to be in Colorado. I don't, I don't want to make anyone jealous, but it is gorgeous <laughs> here today. Sunshine and just really nice, cool temperatures. So it's good to be with you. I'm, I'm excited about this conversation. Love it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Pastor Brady, um, we just want to tell our audience a little bit about you, but you guys, Pastor Brady is husband to his college sweetheart, you guys, for 32 years. So we have a lot of wisdom and knowledge that we can gain from he and his wife. Um, he's a dad of two adult children, senior pastor at New Life Church in Colorado Springs that has grown to eight congregations. Wow. And then author of seven books, which one of them we're going to discuss today called Extravagant. And then he is also the founder of Mary's Home and Dream Center. So welcome, Pastor Brady. We're so excited to dive in. Well, thank you so much. Well, before we get into, uh, and we are going to cover so many different topics today because when we have you, we're going to get as much as we can uh, from uh, your experiences and all the things that you do, Pastor. Uh, but before we dri uh, drive into that, uh, we want to give you an opportunity. Tell us anything else you'd love the audience to know about you, your family, what you guys like to do for fun, anything about you. Well, I've been married 32 years, but I tell people she's been my girlfriend for 35 years. So we met in college and she, Pam is just my best friend. She's the joy of my life. She is the, the, the most, uh, the best human being that I know. Uh, we are, we're just still in love. We still like each other even after 35 years. Uh, we laugh a lot. One of the things I tell married couples is look for the humor in everything and laugh a lot. I mean, you have to bring the joy into your marriage. Uh, and so we, Pam and I laugh a lot. We joke with one another. We don't pick at one another, but we joke with one another. We have so much fun together. And uh, so we met in college, got married really young. I was 22. She was 21. Uh, so we, you know, it's been, I tell people marriage is semi-glorious work. I mean, so it's hard work. Uh, and when it goes well, it's glorious. And when it's not going well, it's really, really hard. Uh, but we've worked hard on our marriage. We, we, I mean, we just really take it seriously. We take marriage seriously. Uh, we adopted both of our children. My son, Abram, just turned 23. He's about to get his uh, four-year college degree in game design. And uh, he's, I think he's fluent in four coding languages or something like that. And he is 
super smart, very proud of him. Uh, Callie will graduate. She's 21 in, uh, next month, and she'll graduate next year with her bachelor's degree in film production. So I have uh, just really proud of my kids. They uh, they love God. They love the church. They're both involved in the church. Um, and that's probably one of the, be- the, uh, the biggest blessings of Pam and I's life is to see how our children have uh, loved the church and loved Jesus and mm. and we get to do ministry together. And that's mm. been uh, a lot of fun. And they have just been a joy every step of the way. Uh, from the moment they were born through their teenage years, mm. they have just been a tremendous joy to our lives. And so we live in Colorado. We've been here 14 years. I was at Gateway Church for six and a half years. And then I've been here 14 years, been a pastor for over 26 years now, wow. and uh, just really, really loving. Uh, people ask me if I miss Texas. I do love Texas, enjoy all my friends in Texas, uh, a lot of great memories there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. but we were really loving Colorado as well. We've been here 14 years, pastor of New Life Church, uh, just the, the strongest, toughest, uh, most generous group of people I've ever been around in my life. The worshipers, they know how to pray, they know how to worship, they know how to serve. And so we just love our church here and love the marriage ministry that's happening at, at New Life. And so I'm looking forward to sharing some of that and mm. and just really uh, being with the people who are watching today and just want to encourage you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Well, and, and again, as, as we kind of mentioned before the podcast, so many of our listeners are, you know, newly married couples. So anytime we get to have somebody who's been married 32 years, we want... We, we try to just extract that one or two things. So I want to ask you first, mm-hmm. 32 years of marriage, what's one obstacle that you both had to work through uh, that you've seen other couples struggle with, mm-hmm. but maybe you have been successful in working through that obstacle? What, what was that one or two things that you would, you would pass on? Well, we, we, thank you. I think uh, the biggest thing is we've always made one another a priority. We've never let work or mm-hmm. even church or ministry or any hobbies or We've just always made each other a priority. Pam is number one, numero uno in my life. Uh, I've, I've written a book called Addicted to Busy, where I detailed a very painful time in our early married life where I was uh, in the name of doing ministry. I was neglecting Pam. Mm-hmm. And I think for young married couples, I would tell them um, work really hard on your friendship And the only way you can be friends is to be present with one another, uh, to prioritize your presence. Um, One of the real practical things that Pam and I talk about all the time is having regularly unscheduled, unhurried conversations. And if you think about a lot of our date nights right now turn into management meetings Mm -hmm. where we're kind of synchronizing our schedules. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I tell young married couples all the time, make sure that you've cleared your calendar enough during the week, even after you have children, this is possible, to have lingering, unhurried conversations with one another Mm. and make sure that you prioritize each other over everything else. Jesus is first, of course, but your marriage is second. Your children are third and the church is fourth. But those are the priorities that we've had in our life uh, from day one. And it's, it's been hard work. Uh, but Pam and I are grateful that someone taught us that when we were young married couples. 
No, that's so good. We, you know, I love that you said that, Pastor Brady. Um, that's actually something that we've written about in our book that's going to come out. And we talk about um, having that intentional time with your spouse every day. Like you said, that it's unheard, you know, unhurried. Um, and we talk about, Scott and I have a marriage meeting and then we have a business meeting every week. So, you know, we save our daily meetings for that mm -hmm. intimate, special time, but we do have a planned out um, business meeting where we talk about like the family schedule, you know, and the things that are important. Mm -hmm. um, but exactly the pri having the right um, priorities in your your marriage and in your family and um, it's so vital I think to the health of the marriage and not only that but to the family unit and to your children because you're modeling what godly marriage is yeah. to them uh, no doubt about it and those I love the fact that you call it a business meeting because you are running a small business I mean you're yeah. running an enterprise uh, you're, you have schedules and activities and priorities and I do think but just to make sure that you can separate those two things and yeah. have both conversations to make both conversations important. I think, Vanessa, that's, that's a lot of wisdom in that. Thank you. Well, and, and the thing that, you know, you mentioned and Vanessa mentioned that I like is, is it, it is set aside intentional time. Mm -hmm. So you can expect to have those conversations. You know, a lot of times in marriage, you can have moments where you have an opportunity to connect or to, to have a conversation. But if you're not in the receiving mode, it's not going to hit well. You know, if one person's, you know, got their mind in three other places and you're wanting to have this. So I, I love the, uh, the key word there was intentional. Mm -hmm. Intentional scheduled time that yeah. you do those things. Um, and, and the proof is in the pudding. You know, 32 years, you have to do something right. Uh, we're we're going on eight mm -hmm. years of marriage. Eight next next week. Next week, the eight second, years. November second. So we're Brady. we're we're on the we're on the we're on the road there. Um, so I love that. And and if you're listening to this, and if you're newly married, please take that under consideration because I promise you, mm -hmm. busyness will overflow you mm -hmm. real quick, mm -hmm. especially with kids and 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 work and all those kind of cool things. So uh, I want to I want to kind of lead in lead that into your book here, uh, extravagant, because you mentioned to me that had a lot of great nuggets for couples, newly married couples. So if you could sum this book up in a couple of points that uh, a couple who's watching this says, why, 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 what can I get from this book? Yeah. What would you say, uh, Pastor? Well, one one of the greatest joys of our married life is uh, being generous to others. And the Lord, early on in our married life, uh, taught us how to live below our means, so that when the opportunity arose, we would have the ability and the and the motivation to give and to give generously to others. So I, I named the book Extravagant, not because Jesus died so that we could live extravagant lives. Actually, Jesus died so that we could have extravagant generosity. And I used the, the story of the parable of, of the Good Samaritan who went out of his way, went down into the ditch and rescued that man and paid for his care with his own money and then came back the next day to make sure that he had plenty. That's an extravagant story. Yeah. And it's a multi-layered story. But I wrote this book because, I, first of all, I wrote it for my kids uh, to help them understand why their mom and I have, have chosen to live the way we live. So for 25 of our 32 years, we've lived it, you know, way below our means. We, we And part of the, the two biggest things that derail marriages is sex and money. And those are the two things that most married couples don't want to talk about or have not been taught well. Um, and I I believe that, um, you know, I, that, that, that money, it, when we get 
control of the money within our marriage, mm. when we understand the value of money, when we begin to use money for kingdom purposes, mm. it does something in the life of a marriage. It has radically changed our relationship when money no longer was our God, no, no longer controlled us. And we saw money as a, as a resource mm. that the Lord was giving us to manage and to steward. And that's why I wrote the book to really help couples understand that they can live an extremely fun life when they learned uh, to not let money be their master. Mm, that's so good. We actually had that conversation this week um, yeah. with an opportunity to to be to have to do extravagant giving, and it is. You're absolutely right, Pastor Brady. It is so much fun, and I can even just speak, you know, from when we first got married until now, just from yeah. our experience, um, how much that's just it's brought us closer together, but it's strengthened our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. Love it. Well, and I, you know, and, and I'll, I hate to be surface level on this, but I'm, I'm going to throw something out here. Um, marriage is supposed to be fun and helping other people is fun. So do it together and do it with an open heart. And, and, and you will find that, that that bond that you receive as a married couple when you do that, it does create tentacles that makes your marriage stronger. Um, so I'm no doubt about it. full support. Well, just recently, Pam and I, uh, and I don't tell people the stories of our giving. I don't tell the details of that because the Bible's really clear that we're supposed to do these things in secret. But I will tell one story just to encourage other couples. Recently, we found out that a, a young married couple uh, that we know was about to get evicted from their home, and they they were very ashamed about it. They they weren't telling a lot of people about it, but they confided in us. And I asked them, "How much do you need to stay in your home?" And they gave us a number. And uh, thanks be to God, we had the money, and we were able within a few hours on Venmo to send them the money, and they were able to stay in their house. They have since gotten back on their feet. Amen. But that day, Pam and I was like, that's the most fun thing we're going to do uh, yeah. today. I mean, we can, in fact, we were on vacation when it happened. Mm-hmm. And, when, and I said to her, we're going to have a lot of fun on this vacation, but the most fun that thing that, we, that we're going to do on vacation just happened. Yeah. We got the help. We got the good. And uh, that, to me, that just, that has marked our marriage for a long, long time. And I just encourage couples Every opportunity you have as a married couple to be generous to someone else, mm-hmm. take advantage of it. And the Lord, the Bible says, you reap what you sow, come back to your marriage. And those who refresh others will also be refreshed. And I need refreshing, but the only way I can get that is to refresh other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and, and, and for those who may be watching that may not have, you know, a couple extra dollars to do, you know, there's also a, a purpose of giving of time. Mm-hmm. There's serving together. Mm-hmm. There's serving in, 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 in God's house together. There's serving in opportunities. Mm-hmm. So just do those things with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much fun and they will bind you so close together. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Uh, I, I want to kind of switch gears just a little bit and talk about Mary's home and dream center. So this is, uh, what, Tell us what it is first. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody what it is. And what was your heart behind uh, the creation and, and just kind of an introduction into that? Well, thank you. And it's, this is, I love telling this story. 14 years ago, when I became pastor at New Life, our church went through, was going through a devastating time because of a scandal, because of violence that had happened on our campus. So I just knew that the pathway for our church to be healed is to do exactly what I just described. We have to refresh others if we want God to come and refresh us. And we, I knew that at some point we had to turn our attention and our effort and our energy 
away from ourselves and into our community. And so we begin asking a question in our community. What are the greatest areas of pain in our community and how can we serve them? How can we help? How can we come alongside? And what we discovered is there were, there were tens of thousands of women in our city who did not have access to healthcare. And so we opened a state-of-the-art women's clinic. I mean, you walk in, it's as, it's as nice as any medical clinic anywhere in our city. We have a 4D imaging machine where we can uh, do prenatal care with women who are pregnant. We can show them the eyelashes on their baby. It is, it's better than any equipment of any hospital in our city. And we've saved scores of babies. Moms have now chosen to give life to their child once they see the, their face inside their womb. And so we opened that in 2011. About six years ago, we bought our very first apartment complex. And we discovered that there were about 800 moms in El Paso County here in Colorado that were going to sleep every night in their car. Uh, they were working. They were they were the working poor, but they were homeless. They and their children were going to sleep in their parked cars in parks on snowy nights around Colorado. And we just decided we're by faith we're going to buy an apartment complex, and it is completely full today. We've done this now for six years. We, we bought an adjacent fourplex uh, next to it. We're about to buy another apartment complex next to that. We bought two uh, houses that were meth houses on the other side of it, and we converted that into a community center. So it is, uh, it is one of the most fun things that we get to do at New Life. And we have seen now uh, almost 100 women and their children go through our program some of the stories, if I, I, I wish we had a couple of hours, I would mm. tell you some of the stories of these women who have come out of unbelievable trauma and misery. Mm. And because they had a safe place to live, a safe place for their children, they've been able to go back to college, get on their feet, get out of addiction, and are thriving now. And what we have found is if you can provide a woman with a safe house and safe childcare mm. and access to healthcare, then uh, they can get out of poverty. Yeah. And so that's what we've done with our women's yeah. clinic and with our, our Mary's home is we gave them access to health care, access to a safe place, access to the child care. And now we're seeing women come out of poverty and break the generational cycles of poverty mm -hmm. uh, and get back on their feet. So we, we named it Mary's home because on the cross, Jesus looked down at John and said, take care of my mother, Mary, take care of her. Mm -hmm. And what all church historians believe is that because Joseph was dead, and Jesus knew that he was leaving behind a single mom. Mm. And so we called this apartment complex Mary's home in honor of the, of the single mom that Jesus left behind wow. and, and, and his command to John to take good care of her. And so our church has rallied behind this. All of our dream centers are debt free. By God's grace, we've been able to pay cash for everything in the last uh, 10 years. And our church has rallied behind us. I'm so proud of our church. Mm. Uh, and it's easy sometimes to, to belong to a really comfortable suburban church mm -hmm. and forget the cries of the poor all over our city. I'm sure that the two of you probably did not drive by a lot of homeless people on your way to work this morning. And sometimes you can forget that they're out there. And Mary's home is a gentle reminder to us that there is a, the, there are people crying out for help in our city and it's the church's responsibility to come alongside them. And so I'm so grateful uh, for this uh, for this ministry that God's birthed among us. Oh, wow. That is so powerful. And it's so needed. And just, yes, it's so true because, um, and, and there's other organizations that we've heard of, I think like Help Her Rise, but you're absolutely right. The, the healthcare, I understand, is a big, big one. It's huge. Yeah, for <clears throat> single moms and women who are trying to get, get on their feet. 
Well, and and Pastor, again, you know, all the things that that happen at New Life Church uh, are amazing, and I love that you guys are setting some standards here, yeah, uh, and setting a path for other churches to hopefully adopt in their cities. So um, I'm I am just extremely expectant for what God's going to do uh, in that ministry, and and just so excited for that opportunity. And I hope somebody who's listening to this heard it and was like, that is the coolest idea I've ever heard. I want to go do that. Yeah. So uh, if you're a pastor or if you're in a church or if you're just somebody who can, mm -hmm. just go do it because... Uh, well, and I think it's a testament too of when we are generous and when we step out in obedience, God's going to bless that and he's going to provide. So yeah. um, I just think that that is so encouraging to hear that one, the apartment, it's full. And then you got another area and another and yeah. another and another. And again, I think that's, it's just a beautiful picture of just God's faithfulness that when we do walk in obedience, yeah. um, we receive those blessings. So I'm, I'm just so excited for y'all. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Super cool. Well, we're coming to the last couple of questions uh, of our time, Pastor, and I want to give you an opportunity to speak to anybody who's listening to this podcast, whether it's on YouTube or on Audible, they're hearing your voice and I wanna give you an opportunity to say what's on your heart. So if you had a young family or a blended family or somebody who's listening to this podcast, what is on your heart that you would like to encourage them? How would you like to, what would you like to say? Well, we know at the center of the gospel is a message of redemption. And every time I see a blended family in my church, I, I don't see I don't see brokenness and embarrassment. I see redemption. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes uh, there is a broken story that the Lord was able to take and put back together. And some of the strongest marriages in my church. Uh, in fact, I bumped into I was in South Carolina this week and I bumped into a couple that is in their 70s. Mm -hmm. And it, they're, they're a blended family. They, they've been married for about 25 years. They're one of the godliest couples in my church. But early on in their life, they both married and their marriages did not work out for various reasons. Mm. But then God brought them together and they are now pillars in my church. They are standard bearers in my church. So just because you've gone through the, the, the difficulty of divorce and you found yourself in a blended family, that's not the end of your story. That's the beginning of a new chapter. And the Lord can take what we think is ir, ir, you know, irreplaceable and uh, irreparable and he's the one that can seam together and build together and join together a beautiful relationship. And so I just tell you that from my own perspective, from my own, uh, uh, you know, my own vantage point as a pastor, some of the best married couples in my church are the, and I'll tell you what I think about blended families. They actually take marriage more seriously many times uh, their second time around because they, yeah. maybe they got into their first marriage haphazardly, uh, maybe in a, in a way that they, they, they weren't prayerful about it, or maybe they were, but the point is, is I've found a lot of married uh, couples who are now in their second marriage, blended families, they actually are more serious about it. They understand what they're signing up for, and they actually turn out to be really good spokespeople for uh, the rest of the married couples in our church because they've gone through the valley of the shadow of death, and they've come out on the other side, and they have a beautiful story to tell. So that's that's what I want in my church. I, I, I do pray that our church would never experience divorce, obviously, but when it does happen, it's not the end of the story. The Lord's able to take those broken pieces and build them back together in beautiful ways. I've seen it too many times to doubt it. Yeah, love it. Oh, I love that. Well, and our very last question, uh, Pastor Brady, is Blending Kingdom Families, it's the name of the ministry, and we ask this to every guest on the podcast, but what is a blended kingdom family to you? What do you think of when you hear that? 
But when I hear that, I hear a family that's embraced what God's called on their lives, where the enemy tried to distract them and cause them to stumble. This a blended kingdom family is a family that's decided to take uh, take the calling of God seriously. They're able to rally. They're able to receive grace. They're able to forgive themselves. They're able to uh, let the Lord repair them and heal them. And, and then I think sometimes the people that can bring the most healing are those who have been healed the most. Mm -hmm. And I, when I hear blended kingdom family, I think of families that have been healed, families that have been restored, and those families marching back out into a very broken world with a message of hope to other broken families. So that's what I hear when I hear blended kingdom families. So God bless you guys for sharing this message. <clears throat> you carry this very, very well. The, the two of you, uh, it's obvious that the Lord's blessing is on your marriage. And I just pray that that your voice and your influence and your ability to communicate good news would only increase in the days ahead. And it's been a joy to be on your podcast. I hope it's been encouraging to the people listening. Yes. Thank you so much, Pastor Bree. That is so sweet. And thank you for your words of encouragement. Yes. Yes. It, thank you. It, it really is an honor to, to, to get to know you better. And I'm so glad that our, our podcast guests uh, and our audience is going to get to hear this message. It's going to be really phenomenal. So we honor you. We, we, yes. we, we are praying for you and, and, and New Life Church. And we look forward to coming back to Colorado yes, Springs next Colorado year. Yes, Colorado Springs. So we'll be XO. there. Go. Yeah, we'll awesome. be there. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Pastor Brady, before we exit, can you tell our audience where they can find you, find the church, find, uh, you know, uh, your uh, nonprofit, everything so that they can follow you guys and get involved? NewLifeChurch.org is the best place to find me. Um, if, you, if you're on Instagram, I'm Pastor Brady Boyd. Uh, give me a follow on Instagram and I would love to connect with people. Um, but newlifechurch.org is where they can find everything going on with the Dream Centers, with mm. things at New Life Church. And uh, so that's that's the best place to find me. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Brady. Guys, thanks so much for joining in today. I hope that this word from Pastor Brady was encouraging to you. Thank you so much for joining in. If you haven't already, take an opportunity, subscribe. We'll alert you every time a new podcast comes out. You guys take care. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.